0: In this episode, we say goodbye to our dear friend, SJ Morris as co-host of the Community Pulse. Like many of us, sometimes the business of life and work makes it difficult to make time for the things we enjoy, or even just time to take care of ourselves. We wanted to take the opportunity to say goodbye to SJ and also to talk about what folks can do to honestly and boldly confront their own burnout in DevRel.
1: You're listening to the Community Pulse a podcast about developer relations, community management, and all things tech advocacy. Let's see what our hosts are chatting about this episode.
0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Community Pulse. As we said in the, in the description, we are saying goodbye to our dear friend, SJ. We don't think she needs an introduction. She's been here for a while. SJ, why don't you say hi to everybody?
2: Hi, everybody. I'm still alive, but I'm just not going to be on the community pulse anymore.
0: This is not a funeral. This is a celebration.
3: I told you not to read it like a eulogy, PJ.
0: That was a eulogy. That was the peppiest eulogy. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you did great.
3: You did great. It's hard to say goodbye to SJ no matter what's going on.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. You will be so Yeah, this
2: is going to be an interesting episode to record with y'all. First of all, I'm extremely touched and honored that you would dedicate an episode We'll not. We'll try not to make it all about SJ. We can make it about the the reasons why that I think are pretty universally shared in Devrel for lots of us. Um, but it is very touching and sweet of y'all to like put together this time to to reconnect one last time as a group of hosts.
0: <laughs> I, I I I I like. I'm laughing because I kind of want to ask the question. Ashley, yeah. Why don't you tell us about you know your start as a. a a farm girl in rural Canada and how you made your way to Excuse the me? big city to become, to become a giant, you know, a giant person in the in the life and the world of DevRel. <laughs>
2: okay. Um I'll I'm gonna try to re uh, re-edit that byline, <laughs> there, but there's
0: there's no way that any of that made sense.
2: <laughs> I mean, the Canada part is true and the DevRel part is true. The rest is questionable.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, well, let's see. Like again, whenever I'm asked this question. I tend to um, tell a really long uh, extended version of it. But the gist of it is, was working, (laughs) was born (laughs) in Montreal, Canada. We can fast forward to when I actually started my career. Um, Did, I was working in a bunch of like a mishmash of kind of like, and I no hate to Montreal, but when you're an, primarily an anglophone speaker in Montreal with sort of like a liberal arts degree type of background, your prospects are, I guess, to my, in my opinion, they were somewhat limited. So I ended up working at the, basically, at the time, the like five primarily English-speaking internet-based companies you can work for in Montreal. And everybody has all all the folks that are like in that same boat of speaking English and working in like, you know, writing or internet or like that kind of like world in the, in the mid to early aughts, we kind of all knew each other. Um, so I worked at those five companies and I was like, all right, like what now? Like, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm like, you know, this is going to be a transparent episode. I was also like coming to the end of a relationship and I was like, it's time for uh, you know, new me, new SJ. Um, so I was like, I'm going to start, like, I had this opportunity to start uh, to do um a community management role at a, um, an API startup. And, um, that was, I was like, I vaguely knew what an API was. I knew very little about developers. Um, but for whatever reason, the founders of this company took a chance on me. It was a tiny startup, two engineers and myself. Um, and that was my first exposure to DevRel. And that was at, um, a company called ContextIO in Montreal. And, um, I kind of was hooked from that point on, like, I found that the folks who I reached out to in DevRel were all incredibly accommodating and generous. Um, I enjoyed the kind of like no nonsense approach of working with developers. That was um, a lot less sort of like smoke and mirrors than the more typical, typical customer marketing that I was working on prior to that. And um, I liked the fact that I was literally helping steward developers to actually build and create things. Um, And seeing those things from start to finish was really satisfying. So um, that kind of felt like, you know, I think I'm on the right path now. And I was already like 32 at that point. So it was like nice to uh, to kind of like kindly sort of figure out my niche at that point and feel like I was moving in the right direction. Um, And so that was a fantastic opportunity. Um, What ended up happening there is um, I traveled to San Francisco several times because of on, on behalf of my job, like I said, I was. Of doing everything for that company at the time, developer community, kind of developer marketing, I was sort of like really stretching my personal limits by doing a kind of version of DevRel that was challenging for someone who's like, this whole time I haven't actually been a programmer. Um, but I just sort of dabbled and taught myself just enough to um, be able to demo the context at the IO API. And kind of like talk about what we were doing, and always have the sort of remote and async um, support of my colleagues in Montreal when there were more technical. Um, Actually, they were not, they were literally not async. Like when I was at a hackathon, they were like available on Skype for questions. And that's also back when we were using Skype. So that just shows you how long I've been. (laughs) You just dated yourself there. Exactly. I (laughs) specifically said Skype on purpose for that reason. (laughs) Um, So that just unlocked a ton of opportunity. Um, Being in San Francisco, um, I met all kinds of fantastic people. Again, DevRel folks were incredibly accommodating and and charming and wonderful. Um, Not all of them, but most of them. (laughs) Um, And I met a group of folks, of fine, fine folks that worked at Mashery and that sort of uh, introduced my opportunity to move to San Francisco and start building up my career um, in DevRel based in San Francisco. And I think in retrospect, like being able to have a few years working in, um, in the valley, as it were, um, as unfair and kind of un, like, it's more of a cosmetic thing just because I was in the valley working at those companies. Like, I think it actually put like a certain amount of cosmetic credibility on my, um, you know, resume. Um, not to say that I wasn't doing legit work there, but I just think there was something of an unfair advantage when it's like, oh, you worked in San Francisco at all these like developer startups for all this time. Like, wow, you must really understand what you're doing. And I'm just like, oh yeah, and another thing to like make me feel like I'm like, (laughs) A, help my imposter syndrome, but like B, I don't know, just like weighing in time, place, luck into everything, which I feel like is a huge part of where, that drove me to where I am. on top of what I do feel like is great work that I've been doing, like not to diss myself or anything. Um, But anyway, fast forward, I got to work at a a, a bunch of great companies and now I'm, I'm I'm at HubSpot, which I feel like is like, at least for now, my forever home. (laughs) Um, But it's been a journey to get there. Like, um, you know, I've had fits and starts. I've had, uh, I've experienced burnout a couple of times. I felt myself, kind of heading towards it. And, um, in the last you know, year, like it doesn't help that I had a lot of stuff going on in my personal life. Like, uh, my father passed away and the pandemic was brewing all around us. And, um, I moved to New York and it was just a whole lot of stuff going on at once. Um, And I was, you know, really, really kind of stuck in my, you know, trying to decide what to do with my last role. And so I made a lot of changes. One, the decision to move to New York was also an attempt to find my forever home because I'd been in San Francisco, Boston, Montreal, all in the last five years. And so I've always wanted to live in New York. So now I'm here. Um, I'm in a, I'm at a company that I feel, you know, secure in and feel supported by. Um, And so I also kind of just had to generally look around at all of my commitments and see like what was um, as cheesy as it is, the Marie Kondo expression of like what sparks joy. And that's actually the tough one with community pulse because what sparks so much joy is this, like what we're doing right now, like talking to all of y'all and talking to our guests, like that part was incredibly joy inspiring and joyful for me. Um, but I think I was feeling um symbolically or sort of like, uh, just like I felt commitment phobia, I think (laughs) a little bit to, um, committing long-term to the future of the community pulse. I felt like I wasn't adding long-term value. I felt like my value was very kind of reactive, short-term great in the moment, but I didn't feel like I had it in me and the energy required to like commit to the long-term and the future success of this podcast. And I do feel like as a host, that's, you know, you know, that's one of the commitments that we need to be making um, to make this a success. And so I thought about it long and hard. um, And I felt like it was, you know, something I could uh, step away from. And like, when I'm like, at the top, as they say, like, in a really good position before, I felt like I was more of a net drain on our team, you know, I didn't want that to ever be the case.
0: 100% um, not true. Just going to say that 100%. Well, you know, I
2: just, I saw that potentially happening down the road as it, as it started to feel like, you know, here's a thing in the big scheme of like, here's my week. what well, I'm feeling overwhelmed. What can I drop off on? And like this kind of thing would be the kind of honestly, like, because it's not a paid commitment, like sorry to anyone who thinks that we're making tons of money doing community balls, but like, this really is out of the kindness of our own hearts. And I'm like, there's gotta be other ways I can get that sort of like kindness out of my own heart scratch itch without committing myself long-term to a thing that like, I may end up flaking on a bunch. Cause I'm a big flaker. You can ask any of my friends. Like I flake at the last minute all the time. So like, I didn't want to start flaking on y'all. Um, so yeah, anyway, that gets me to a good position to, answer any other questions you have. I feel like I've never talked that long on the show before. I well,
4: I, I have, I have <laughs> a, a question. I, I, would, I would say that you know, you've been doing community for a while. Yeah. And um, your ability to say sorry and your ability to empathize with developers I mean, sorry. Like, or sorry, yeah. really great in the community uh, setting. But one thing I've, in our short time together, I, I've also noticed that you are incredibly self-aware and at least that's They're something that's feeding. been growing. Yeah. Um, I was just curious about, you know, uh, for all your various jobs positions and your interaction with different groups, Where are what are some of the things that you would consider like must-haves or things that help with feeding both your curiosity growth and things that help you move forward, like in a place, generally speaking in DevRel, like what environments do you think you, you do better to help prevent or help stave off burnout.
2: Ah, that's great. Yeah. So I think um, I need consistent sources of inspiration, like tactical, either inspiration or tactical, like results of the work that I've done. And it's never ROI. It's never metrics, honestly, like that. It's great if I see like up and to the right on our like analytics or something. But at the end of the day, if a developer comes back to me and says like, you know, this thing that you helped steward me through or your community space is where I met X other developer and we were able to collaborate and we built a business together. And that's thanks to HubSpot. That's thanks to Shopify. That's thanks to your community. Like, I love hearing that. And the more I can hear that kind of thing that keeps me super, super motivated, um, and if I'm not hearing that, then I tap, that's usually when I start looking for other opportunities. Um, and, you know, I feel like that's probably like true of my side projects, but like, if you know me at all, you know, like this was probably my literal, like only side project. Like I'm not a big side project person. Like my, once my work, I'm like work-life balance all the way. Once my work day is done, I typically just like. I mean, every day is a little different if like, I'm also the queen of being under pressure for deadlines. So sometimes I'll, I'll work a few extra hours, but typically five o'clock laptop shut, um, you know, just turn off work from my brain as much as possible. Um, so I, I kind of got lost in my train of thought there, but essentially like, I just need to hear the the human side of the impact of the work that I'm doing to keep me motivated. Um, And that manifests in lots of different ways, thankfully. Jason.
3: Thank you, SJ. First of all, thank you for being here today. Thank you for everything that you've done for the show up to today. And thank you for everything you're sharing today because burnout is something I think, I, I think all of us on here have experienced a lot of people in our community have experienced a lot of just everybody. We sort of, interact with, have people that they know have, have had, you know, some sort of experience with it. Everybody in our, in our pocket of people we care about has, has like experienced burnout. And a lot of it's happening right now. Like a lot Mm -hmm. of people are just like stretched to their limits everywhere, emotionally, physically. So, you know, I don't know if that helps to, to, to know that so many of us are feeling, I'm feeling burnt out it as It really well.
2: doesn't. I don't <laughs> want I everyone it, to be feeling this.
3: It just like <laughs> makes it worse. It's like, I feel like I'm just piling on with my, and, and to be blunt, you know, like we've all talked as a group, w- what do we need from this, um, from this project for us to all feel that spark of joy uh, that you talked about. And I think we're also like well-schooled at setting boundaries in certain areas, but mm-hmm. then also not in, in mm-hmm. other areas. And some of that's, I think, you know, it's maybe too like binary or too simplistic to, to call it boundaries when really it's like setting expectations that are really first rooted in what your own needs are first, you yeah. know, and making sure that, that that base foundation is good. And then you can, and then you got the energy for other stuff. And I think the biggest thing that anybody can take away from what you're doing, I'm getting a little emotional, like talking about it, um, <laughs> is, that that's so important. It's like a real skill. You got to figure out how to do. Is uh, speak up for yourself and just make, make sure that you're
2: Jason, you're showing it for control, yourself. <laughs> <that> now too, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh,
3: anyway, there's Dang. not a question in there. Uh, more of just you know an admiration for. Okay, hey, um, did, did 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 I not
0: specifically say no tears? <laughs> Sorry, no tears. <laughs> I hate goodbye
2: because
0: <laughs> when we're talking about burnout, we could also have a whole episode about people who don't properly process their emotions, but we're not going to yes. get into
2: that right now. No,
0: I think compartmentalize.
3: that's another big part of it, you know, is, is like um, I said, I, I hate goodbyes, but this group us getting together on Fridays is such a therapy for all of us. And, you know, going to be a little different.
2: Uh, yeah um hey, hey, hey,
0: wait to, to be what? clear i say you are always welcome here thank you like if you want to show up on a friday you are always you know when the meeting is you know how to get yeah, to i'm us. not
2: though because i can't use uh um stream like
0: <laughs> well you let us know you're like hey i'd love to yeah. hang out and we we will switch to Zoom. thank yeah.
1: you well but i um, think for me that's that's one of the biggest things is that you know this this group has become a group that we all learn from, right? Jason and I started this podcast back in the day because we wanted to have conversations and learn and grow. The After Pulse started because we found ourselves having really good conversations after the recordings, right? And so there's so much of what Community Pulse is, what the heart of what we've built is that comes from learning and growing and being there together and experiencing things together and and finding ourselves better for it. And S.J., I think you've been a a big part of that and I appreciate what you've brought.
2: Thank you so much. Um, The fact that I can't stress enough that like, I'm not good at taking on a lot of like side work, especially well, how do I phrase this? I don't know. Just thing like it make it stresses me out to have long term commitments. Just in general. <laughs> was, now yeah. we can get into attachment theory. And all that. <laughs> no, just kidding. Like, this is totally turning into a therapy session. But, um, I anxious attachment.
3: 100% anxious
2: yeah, one hundred percent anxious.
3: and people. that's the things like we all, not yeah. everybody, but like this is a common thing. I'm I'm learning about myself too. Like, and that's why it, you know, it's been so good to have another person you know like oh my gosh like another person that, that experiences the world like i do so yeah go on please
2: you know um i i think it's just that i i have felt that like the reason that i've held on as long and frankly it's kind of impressive that i have done this to me as long as i have um because i because of this fundamental connection that i feel with all of you as my fellow co-hosts and i feel like we bring that energy to our guests too which is something that I feel is pretty special about this particular podcast like it doesn't always feel that way when you listen to other podcasts um it's not there's it's not like there's many podcasts out there generally speaking that was sarcastic there's a lot of podcasts
0: (laughs) this is this is why I wanted to do this episode because it's worth it just to let SJ quip like yeah just, just quip away
2: and then I have to like, say when I'm being sarcastic, which is always a great sign that. I um, just need to make I you joke. a sarcasm sign that you can
1: just hold yeah, up
2: behind you. I, yeah, <laughs> I put on like 50% of the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> y'all are making it real hard to walk away. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> like, um, but I do think we're forever bonded. That's the one thing. Oh my God, has anyone watched Hacks? Like up to the last episode? Okay y'all I command you that should be my checkout now um but command you the end of the anyway I'm gonna no spoilers but it's very relevant to this this conversation that we're having right now like I'm making a decision and I'm kind of being pushed out of the nest as it were and I don't really want to but I know it's the right thing for the future it's one of those things this is one of those things which frankly I'm not usually emotionally mature enough to do I know so, Mary,
3: you've got a, you've got a question, but I just want to add one more thing to this because I, I watch you SJ on social media, you know, your story of moving to, to New York. And I mean, everybody should see like your view of the city and like, you're, you're sitting in a nice nest. I feel like up there. Yeah, That's a good nest. Um, so congratulations on that. And I think that that, um, is, is sort of like one of my checkouts is about, I've got a couple of books that I just ordered because I've read the first chapter and I'm, I'm totally into them. And one of them is about rethinking the way we've always been thinking. And and some of it I think is, is stuff we already know, but some of it I think is also going to be about things that we thought we really, they, they gave us joy. They, they sparked that something. Um, but there was also another side of it that sort of uh, was doing the opposite and our own stubbornness and our own all kinds of things rooted us in that comfort of, of familiarity of something. I I just want to keep doing it because I've been doing it. Mm. And um, I feel like you also have been a good model of testing the unknown waters and, you know, trying something that is just very unsure and seems like way too risky for probably most people. Mm. Um, But like, it's, it's, you know, it's your story. It's like, it's how how you got there.
0: SJ is not most people. (laughs) That's the headline.
2: Oh, guys. Maybe somebody should ask a question right now because I'm really getting
1: emotional. I, <laughs> I can ask a question. So yes. I I love that you brought up that you don't typically get involved in side projects because I think in tech in general these days and especially in DevRel, the, the mantra of what side projects are you doing? What else are you involved in? What are you doing outside of work is huge mm-hmm. I think anytime someone goes oh I'm interested in such and such what do I do the response tends to be cool what are you doing outside work to contribute to that right and there's this assumption that we're all doing tech things at all times um you're clearly not which <laughs> I love but you've also, grown a lot in your career. You have an amazing opportunity where you are now and you're doing a lot of cool things. And so I'd love to hear from you kind of any advice you might have for other people who are going, I don't want to be involved in side projects. I don't want to be doing a ton of, of stuff to hustle outside of work. How do I continue to grow in my career and make myself stand out when I'm not living, breathing tech 24 seven.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I funneled a lot of that energy into, I mean, as, as sort of, I I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like, as sort of like predictable as this might sound, but I funneled a lot of that energy into my actual jobs. Like that's what I have energy for. That's what I'm committing to. And even that I don't always have all the energy for, I have to say, like, I feel like I've been lucky enough to work at companies that really that do this interesting thing where um they really put the like it's up to you like there's no one telling me what to do you know what I mean um and in fact like we're in this interesting position now at HubSpot and I'm sure they wouldn't mind me talking about this um we don't have like a director of DevRel we don't have a director of the um or a GM for the product line that we're on, the developer product group. So we are two layers deep without official leadership, which is good and bad. It's good because we have the, there's so there's me and my four fellow DevRel leads. We have the sort of like bandwidth or we have the creative space to kind of like drive the direction of DevRel right now at HubSpot. Um, And we're doing that kind of collectively. but we don't have those typical inputs that other leads would have to like get that validation and get the thumbs up and like also have executive champions to push what we're doing. So we're doing a lot of that work ourselves. And that is exhausting, honestly. Like I've spent a lot of time in the last, in my, you know four months or five months that I've been back at HubSpot advocating for DevRel and not having time to actually do the developer community work that I came on to do. Um, And so I, I I find that like when I'm funneling that, and that's par- probably partially contributed to this decision as well. When I find when I'm funneling funneling all my energy into what it takes to be successful at my job in ways that are like um, not necessarily like checking off the list that of your job description every single day, um, you're kind of doing things that are a little bit more um, ambiguous and, really again like really trying to build the firm foundations for your org at a company so that you're successful in the long term that it doesn't have a lot of but doesn't have a lot of like reward and palpable feedback right now like what I said before about those stories of like projects and initiatives that I've started that result directly in the feedback of I met this person through your initiative and now we're like building a business or I built this app because I was inspired by you know Um, what's going on in the community, like those kinds of things aren't happening as much yet. I know they will once we kind of like firm up this long-term conversation, but it's exhausting. Like I find it so exhausting, especially because I'm in like Zoom meetings all day, just like putting presentations together to validate, you know, what we're doing in DevRel. And I'm sure lots of folks can relate to that in their orgs, especially in developer um, plus companies, as, as it's called, you know, there's developer first, where DevRel is kind of a given because it's a developer tool, but in companies where the customer is kind of like the the focal persona um, and developers are in service of the customer, um, there's a lot of like that internal buy-in that you have to do that can be really exhausting. So um, I've done that for many years now and I think that's led to some of my overall inability to take on outside work. So I would just say like, I don't know, for me, it's been it's been i don't know like i have this ability to kind of like turn myself off when when i'm not thinking about i mean granted i think about work like all the time but that's part of why like i'm like i don't have the space to think about anything else like and i just have this ability to say no um to other things that come my way um and i've missed out on some like like i just said no to a speaking opportunity in vancouver this August. And normally that would not be a thing I would want to do. And I said, no, to it. So like, but like really other nice. folks might be like, you know, how could you say no to a big pro high profile speaking gig? Like, yeah. I don't know.
3: I think the theme that I'm picking up is that it's really hard to feel satisfied in a way that we, some of us need when the acknowledgements that we have to have in some shape or form, you know, form, they, they don't really do it for us. If it's a number, you know, it comes mm-hmm. across as more of a vanity. Absolutely. And so, and just depending on who we work for and the orgs we're in and projects we're working on, especially sounds like you, your projects are long-term and it's going to be really hard for people to like, see the big picture and the roadmap and give you like the acknowledgement in a consistent way. You know what I mean? Like, but the, yeah. the fact that you're aware of that is the, is the important part. And that you yeah, need that it's taken me a home. while
2: to get there because I've worked at, you know, it took a while of working at companies like, you know, Shopify, HubSpot, MailChimp, HubSpot. <laughs> I did come back. Um, but all of them had that sort of thread in common. But now that I've seen it a few, t- like, I've, I don't know, I'm able to make that that space.
0: Well, um, I, I, think that, I think that the interesting thing you mentioned, like you spend a lot of time outside of work hours, like you don't have time for side projects because you do think about work a whole lot of time out of the office. Yeah. And I think that this is one of the most interesting points of DevRel is that a lot of what we do is, is mental. It's not, you, I can't present a piece of paper that says, so I was thinking about this and here's the exact readout of what I was thinking about for the past mm-hmm. hour and a half. You know, I spent 90 minutes thinking about writing a blog post. I didn't read anything. I didn't search for anything. I was just thinking about writing a blog post mm-hmm. and that cerebral work, I think doesn't get acknowledged and yet that cerebral work is often the most important thing we do and it's the scrambling to validate ourselves that actually leads to the burnout it's not I always think it's it's not really the work that we do it's the work that we think about doing
2: yes that actually yes nailed it
0: nailed it hard (laughs) I called PJ the other
4: night just to talk about
0: yeah Wes and I had like a 20-minute conversation about something that was work-related just because we it, were thinking about stuff. That's the
2: kind of stuff yeah. that fills up your time. Yeah. Whereas Very, I just scroll TikTok yeah. and I'm trying not to think <laughs> about work. I have to aggressively turn my mind away from work by filling it with chaotic. Well, then, I mean,
0: this, is, this. a lot of people ask me like, how do you listen to so many albums and watch so many movies and TV shows? And it's like, I have to, I don't have a choice. Yeah, I just don't Like otherwise it. it all creeps in and all mm-hmm. I do is think about work all the time. I need no. that escape uh, mm-hmm. because drugs are illegal. You shouldn't do drugs, kids. Um, You know. Before we move on, uh, should I ask the big questions on the list? Who was your favorite co-host?
2: Oh God! We said we were not going to ask that question. (laughs) Uh, I should have put that liney thing through it.
0: Somebody put a smiley face emoji on the list, so I thought we really
2: wanted. (laughs) It's clearly me because I'm putting myself first. But yes, yes, that's 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 that is the right answer. answer.
0: That's the right answer. Well done. You passed
2: uh, the test. Thank you.
0: So love Asche, you all. I, love I will you all say, and I, I, I think Thank I you. speak for all of us when saying we are going to miss you wholeheartedly. Um you you have you have left a hole in our hearts. Oh my God. But with that, <laughs> with that, yes, we should go to what I know is your favorite part of the show. It is my
2: favorite part. Maybe I can the just check-outs. come back for checkouts every month. Yeah.
0: We we actually joked about like let's just like SJ will just be in the after pulse. Like <laughs> everybody has time for the after pulse. We'll like record the episode, send it to you. You can listen to it, come back, yeah. and be like,
2: "All right, after pulse time, everybody." Yeah, or you can just tell me what it was about. Even I'm exactly. just kidding. I'm gonna listen to the community pulse. <laughs> like, I promise.
0: Of course you are. No one. Li- we don't listen to it as hosts, but every like I listen. Now to I it will. When will I'm not the I'm not host. host, I catch every episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's let's do checkouts. S.J. why don't you start us off.
2: Oh okay it's funny this is a good segue into what we were literally just talking about. Um, I just I've dabbled in um, the art of the vinyl arts I guess (laughs) (laughs) on and off throughout my life and um, as 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 aforementioned multiple moves I've had record players and turntables come and go in my life but I just reinvested invested is a strong word like I got one of those like starter Amazon like I I didn't do any like I need to get the highest end like uh turntable and speakers here but I did get myself a cute little turntable and some speakers and a a few went record shopping last weekend and um it's so nice to just like listen to music, this is gonna make me sound like such a boomer or like Gen X, but like listen to music the way it was intended. Intended, <laughs> Like from start to finish an album. And like, I'm not doing illegal drugs while this is happening, but I might be imbibing in, in, in some um, complimentary substances to sit back and literally just- Wait, complimentary, act-
0: like you get them for free? <laughs> Oh, um, no, but know. they go, I, I, they go away.
2: hand in hand, the two activities, just like I need, I I could never like listen to a record from start to finish in just my like regular old day to day SJ state of mind. Like I need a little, a little help to like <laughs> Mary's <laughs> not, in like, the mood taking her head. Yeah. Um, all very legal, uh, medical and approved by a doctor um so I, I consume a little of that and listen to my records and it's just a fabulous new hobby and it completely gets me detached from work and literally anything else so love it that's
0: that is awesome I, I can also I, just I, say
2: for an alternative version if we want to edit that at all um <laughs> vinyl records are great everyone listen to vinyl records i know it's, i'm not uh, editing that again. by the way
0: we're keeping the whole thing okay
2: cool well anyway i'm done without a doubt who wants to do the next checkout? Oh, I'm not a host anymore. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason, you want to go next?
3: Sure. Yeah. I, you just gave me an idea to add to mine. Um, now, now that you're in the club, the vinyl club, I, I don't know if you can see they're kind of blocked behind me, but like my whole floor is just covered with vinyl records. So anyway, welcome. It's not a cold. It's not.
0: No, you see, Thanks. Jason, you, you're supposed to put them on the turntable and play them, not just put them on the floor. Oh, oh the well. kids these days.
3: Uh, turntable's right there. Although I haven't listened to any in a while. But anyway, what I was going to say is uh, go set yourself up with an account over on Discogs because that's Mm -hmm. where we inventory everything. And Uh uh, that's also a great resource for just finding hard to to find stuff. So anyway, um, that's cool. I'll add that into the checkout notes. Um, And then the other two things that I wanted to share, I briefly mentioned already. I just... Uh, ordered a couple of books. I've got some vacation coming up in a few weeks, and I wanted some like actual physical books to, to take with me and read because I'll be disconnected as best I can. Um, one of them is related to that. Um, it's called Stolen, and I've read the first chapter. I'm already pretty much pretty into it. Um, it's definitely taken, seems to be going on the route of, you know, how we're all sort of headed towards this this place where it's really difficult for us to stay in tune with the present and what's what we can do to try to help get some of our attention back some of our attention span and how to think deeply again one of the things that's really been bothering me lately is i just haven't and part of this might be because i haven't been able to get out and about and get to like conferences where there's a lot of big thinking going on but i'm not getting like that that like feedback of big ideas and things that like keep me going and so i'm like grasping to try to find something and that led me to this book so i'll let you know but it seems good hey. so far And the other book, uh, I think is more in line with what we were talking about today. Um, in, uh, not, nothing, um, sort of new news for, for us and probably a lot of our listeners in, you know, always taking a continuously learning type of mentality, growth mindset, like be approach the world with sort of a scientific, um, hypothesis model type of thing. So it's very much about that. Um, but covers a lot, a lot more, uh, about how we got there and how some of the things that are you know really divisive, uh, in the, in the world today currently, uh, has a lot to do with that and how we can actually help people, um, who maybe, um, uh, yeah, are in a situation where having a little bit more of a growth mindset might help us all. So anyway, two books yeah. I can so far recommend. I'm only about a chapter in, but they're pretty good.
0: cool and and maybe uh maybe you can check back in in like a couple months and let us know what you thought of the books yeah give us like a little review i
3: would definitely give you all a review for sure awesome um who wants to go next mary oh wesley let's go with wesley wesley's hand was up
4: (laughs) okay uh One of my uh, checkouts is kind of self-serving, but in a way that hopefully will help a lot of people out there. Uh, I gave a talk during uh, DevRelCon deep dives last week, and the subject is what neurodiversity means for DevRel. And I I think it's an important talk. Uh, I I, uh, have not given that before, and so apologies for the self-reference, but um, I, 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 th- I would love to share that with as, as many people to not only uh, understand the gifts and the advantages of neurodiversity on your team, but making sure that it's a, a place for, um, that is welcoming to all different types of backgrounds. And also if you find yourself uh, newly Diagnosed or understanding yourself as neurodiverse. I have some resources also added to help get over some of the the things that come with um growing up in a world that is ableist in nature. Um we and oh sorry. No, no, what SJ.
2: I just wanted to say we didn't explicitly touch on it today, but um being someone who also identifies as neurodiverse certainly played a, a large role into all of the things that we discussed, like mm. all of the, you know decisions that I've made and the the path that I've been on. So like, I'm happy to, I want to chat with you about that specifically one of these days.
4: Oh yes, please, please, please. I need my SJ time. (laughs) And the other one is um, because of Jason was recommended books. I just finished one called the long game by Dory Clark, which is talking about long-term strategy and not only in your life, but your career. And if you plan out your life three years, five years, seven years, whatever, uh, about things you want to accomplish and how to get there, then you're already ahead of the game of most of the population, because most people do not think strategically about how they approach what they want and towards their end game. And so uh, if, if you, if you want to figure out how to like get rid and shed the things that are just wasting your time, or to kind of understand the steps that you need to get to what your end results. It's a really great book and with some good stories and some good, some tips to help focus what, what you want, really want to get out of life.
0: Cool. Mary.
1: Yeah. Uh, so mine has nothing to do with DevRel or books or anything of the sort. Uh, but for the dog owners out there, um, we have a, a Fi collar for Maya. Um, we recently moved, uh, got a place outside of Lake Tahoe that has some property on it. And it's a Phi is a GPS caller that basically we can put a, a boundary on our property. And then if she goes outside of that boundary, it alerts us on our phones, our watches, via the app wherever wherever we had the app installed. Um, and that's been huge for us because I'm not someone who's uh, no judgment for people who use other types of boundary GPS systems for their dogs, but with how Maya uh, was treated before we got her, I'm not wanting to use any of the electro or smell or anything that's going to to negatively impact her. Um, but it's been a great way to kind of keep an eye on her as she goes throughout the property. Um, and then as we take her for walks and things off leash, it's been great to be able to keep an eye on her and, and call her back to us and work on recall in a positive way and be able to see where she is. Um, so feel free to Google that. It's just fi uh, in the show notes. I'll also put a link. If you want to use my referral code, you get a bonus for it. There's like a free, version of the collar band or whatever it is that you can get. Um, but that's been a really good thing for us. So hopefully it's helpful for other people too.
0: Awesome, awesome.
1: Um, so I will, I
0: will do mine. Uh, I'm gonna try to tie in everything except I wasn't ready for dog things. So I don't have any dog advice in my checkouts. But um, so we'll start with an album. Uh, recently after a two year hiatus, Kendrick Lamar dropped a new album called Mr. Morale and the, the Big Steppers. This is probably going to be something that hip-hop experts and music experts in general will talk about for the next five years. Um, It is an amazing, amazing effort. Um, He kind of confronts his own burnout on this album, Um, his issues with the concepts of culture and what it means to be a Black person in America today. It is heavy listening. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's a lot. Um, But it's worth it. Uh, there 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 might be some songs, some lyrics, some some ciphers that make you uncomfortable. I highly advise that you work through them. Um, it it takes a lot, but it's definitely worth it when you see the album in its complete form. It is an is an artistic piece of brilliance. Um, also with vinyl records, Polyvinyl Records is a company I really like. They are having what they call their Pride Month Garage Sale. They're a very LGBTQ plus positive company, put out a lot of LGBTQ artists, uh, but also their garage sale is an opportunity to pick up a lot of things on sale. So if you want vinyl, go there. Um, on the uh, world of books, uh, I recently started re- rereading Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale. Um, if you have not read this book, read this book. If you've read the book a long time ago, reread this book. If you feel like you don't have a grip on what's going on in the world today, read the damn book. I think I can't be clear. Read the book. I, I Part of the reason why I'm reading it is I'm actually going to have the opportunity to meet her at a conference next month. Um, so I want to be super, like I'm going to read everything she wrote and be super ready for it. But if you get a chance, it's not quite like the TV show. It's very different. It's a very personal account. But read the book. It's an amazing, amazing piece of work. Um, and with that, I think that is our show. So in order to close out in the classic way that we always do. Usually, you know, for a long time, we had hip hop quotes. And then this year, we were going to go with punk rock quotes. But just for SJ, just for SJ, we have a quote um, that many of you would remember if you were in high school at any point in time in the 90s. Uh, so it goes like this. Although we've come to the end of the road, still I can't let go. It's unnatural. You belong to me. I belong to you. So with that, SJ, we will miss you. Thank you to Boys to Men for letting me butcher the quote. Thank you to Wesley for being like, this is the quote we should do. And (laughs) with that, we will see you next time on the Community Pulse.
2: I love you all. And I love our audience
1: as well. Bye. Bye, SJ. Bye, SJ. Bye, SJ. Bye. This has been Community Pulse. Learn more at communitypulse.io and on Twitter at community underscore pulse. Your hosts are Mary Thingball, Mary underscore Grace on Twitter, Jason Hand, Jason Hand on Twitter, PJ Haggerty, asplenic on Twitter, SJ Morris, Sarah Jane Morris on Twitter, and Wesley Faulkner, Wesley83 on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next
2: time.